Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors. I don't even have the box score in front of me. Lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I hope you do, Riker, because... I don't have it either. I'll pull it up. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know if we need it at this point, because the Toronto Raptors, this is... I heard it on SportsCent, this stat, and it makes sense, because I don't recall the Raptors going on a losing streak such as this, so I threw it in the tell. The worst losing streak in almost a decade, Riker. We're... Seven-game losing streak was the worst since 2012. Now mm -hmm. it's an eight-game losing streak. Lost 10 of the last 11 games. They're going up next against the Houston Rockets, who are on a 20-game <laughs> skid, which, in fact is tied for the third longest losing streak in all of NBA history. They're also the only team in NBA history to start above 50% uh, or above 500 with 11 and 10 record and then go on to lose 20 games straight. So if the Raptors somehow lose this next one, I don't know what we're going to make of that, Ben. But I think we can summarize how everyone is feeling with our brand newly animated segment. That's right, the Walmart Raptors are back. It's been the case, Riker's got the hat. Riker, what are your... Uh... <laughs> well, I just gave my initial assessment. This one, you know, again, I'm going to overlay our negativity with a little bit of optimism or a little mm -hmm. bit of excitement to say that they were down 22 points in the fourth quarter. They battled back. Patrick McCaw himself had about three steals. He picked three mm -hmm. separate pockets. It looked pretty good. Small ball, Stanley Johnson, Patrick McCaw, Fred Van Vliet, Nor Kyle Lowry, and then I forget who the fifth guy was, OG out there. You know, they made a run. They made a run. It was too little too late, but ultimately this one, it came close. Five-point game with the last 30 seconds. Fred Van Vliet bring it close with a super deep transition clutch three-point shot. So there was some fun in this one, but overall you're losing against the Cavaliers. They were injured as well, I'm pretty sure. They don't have drumming there you know like it's just it's a hard look then it's a very tough look the cleveland cavaliers they're a team i believe they only won two of their last 10 games they started off hot they do have talent they're not the horrible cleveland cavaliers of previous seasons but they they've still lost two of their last 10 they're not a team that's on the rise right now and specifically as you mentioned about drummond they have struggled as of late. They're a young team, and they're looking for another piece to really put together, and they're probably hoping it's Norman Powell, but we just made a whole video on that. And Deeper into this video, we'll be talking about the, the trades and the future and all that, because the trade deadline is right around the corner, and obviously want to hear your guys' takes on that as well. But the Toronto Raptors in this game, they, they just gave up. They just gave up. Lowry, he struggled for a lot of this norm, you know, to their standards. They're still fine for regular NBA players, but they just don't look as engaged. Lowry specifically, and we brought it up on consistent occasions. I'm going to stick to Lowry right now on this point, but Riker, he is a ceiling raiser. He's a guy that, that takes you to the next, takes a good team to the next level, and that's why he's so highly touted on the trade market right now. The Heat, the Sixers, they're all after him. The reports keep coming and coming, and we'll see what occurs there, but we might have to make another update video on Lowry to the Heat because more info, info came out on that today. But on a tough team, on a, on a roster that just really can't get it going. And it's really weird because, in theory, we have all the talent there with the rise of Boucher, Siakam, in theory, being a number one guy. 
OG being a Swiss Army knife, Fred. In theory, this team should work, but theory doesn't always work in in reality. And Kyle Lowry, he just doesn't look engaged at all times. And when the Raptors made their run, as you brought up, Riker, he he was driving a bit. He was making the right plays. He was looking like the Kyle Lowry of old. Then it gets lethargic again, and it's tough. It's not to bag on Lowry because he's 35 years old. It makes sense that he'd have that approach, but it's just tough to see him out there on a on a team like this. Yeah, we're just reflecting fondly on the Brooklyn Nets game of this season where he was the dagger man just splashing threes and clutch situations. So he has that ability, right? He can draw it from deep within and come out with those energy plays. But you're right, when the team is just losing by so much, it doesn't translate. It doesn't translate into helping the team win. And we'll talk about trades. Everybody is just on our behinds about talking about trades. They're saying we're wishing it into existence. They're saying your trade proposals are stupid. They make no sense. I'm going to give a strong rebuttal to that towards the end. But Ben, you're absolutely right. You know, this team, they have talent. Mm -hmm. What's the X factor? What's the missing piece? Serge Ibaka is not there anymore, right? Interior scoring, interior defense, not having fans, not having the excitement of a a, a, a deep three, right? With yeah. 30 seconds left or a big block, game-changing, momentum-swinging plays, right? It's You have to find that from within or from the bench. Uh, and and the, they just haven't had that performance. There's another night that we can basically look at the bench and say, all right, starters, Kyle had 18, Fred had 23, OG had 17. He was taking drives against Jared Allen. He looked pretty good with his dribble moves tonight, which we were hoping we would have saw a lot more of already this season. Norm, another 18 points. Mr. Blue Collar, as I say. Then you look down at the bench, two points, four points, four points, three points, two points. Everybody seemed to score a little bit, but you're just not getting enough from the bench production in order to stay competitive, even against the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Yeah, and Nick Nurse came out and said that he's going to start rocking with just a couple guys through the highs and lows and say... We're going to stop patching things together. Because as you mentioned, the bench has been tough. The starters have been good. When the starters have been out there, we have been... Like, those six guys, not necessarily the starters, because Baines is in the starting unit. And again, he's not relied upon to be a bucket getter. But if you insert Boucher in there, if you count him as the starter, Lowry, Fred, Norm, OG, Siakam, and Boucher, those six guys, I'd argue, have been solid. I think Siakam hasn't lived up to expectations, but he's still been good. He's still been an above-average NBA player, maybe not a max guy, but those six guys I think have been solid, but the deep bench, and Nurse, as I brought up, has said that he's going to start rocking with the same guy night in, night out, and then in the previous game, we saw Malachi Flynn and Paul Watson be those guys, and then it seemed like he was going to follow through on those words tonight, because Malachi and Paul Watson got the, the jump off the bench again, along with Aaron Baines, who's the, the center, him and Boucher are sort of rotating in that area, but... It got so bad at this point. Nick Nurse had to flip the script and say, let's get someone else in there. And McCaw came in and played well. It's been the, the, the same thing happened over and over again, Riker, this season. It's, we have a couple guys. Nick Nurse trusts a little bit, gives a little bit of a longer leash. And as soon as they get a little bit of a better role, they just start playing trash. They just start, stop playing at that level that we really need them to play at. Then someone else sort of creeps their way in there. It's like, oh, pretty good you know Patrick McCall comes in gets a couple steals and then Nick Nurse is like okay you're the guy then we throw him out there and we end up down 20 in the third quarter to the Cleveland Cavaliers or whoever it is next game so if we're making a move if we're not trying to tank and I think I think I mentioned last week that if we lose against the Jazz I, I, following the Pistons game I said okay if we lose the next two 
blow it up. But after seeing the schedule, I'm saying if we lose to the Rockets, that's that's when you know. That's when you know you just you you mail it in. You're you're tanking regardless, so you don't need to trade it. I don't want to trade assets, trade future players to to be bad this year because frankly we're bad enough. And with the new lottery odds, who knows? Maybe we'll get Cade uh, Cunningham or Jalen Suggs. I've I've Riker, I haven't looked at the draft in the last decade. Since those losing streak days, since you and I were playing on provincial basketball in grades 7 and 8. But uh, now I'm looking at the draft. Tomorrow's the night. Tomorrow's the night we see if we figure it out. And then the trade deadline's there. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just flustered by this loss. I right want to hit the point home one more time. That the Rockets have the third longest losing streak in NBA history. So yeah. it's not only that the Raptors, if they lose, you could say Christian Wood, John Wall, Victor Oladipo are back. So the the sting wouldn't be there in the same way if you lost to you know all of their scrubs. But at the same point, are you the team that's going to come in and allow them to break this slump? Allow them to not become the number one worst ever team for losing streak purposes it is funny that they still have a better record than the minnesota timberwolves but that's neither here nor there ben tonight before we swing into the segments the last thing that i want to ask you is that colin sexton he had himself a night young bull we saw what he did in alabama especially when there was that crazy game where like five of his teammates got fouled out and they were playing (laughs) 5v3 and i think that they won that game like i mean colin sexton's a stud Mm -hmm. he is a legitimate stud in the nba he has not found his consistency i think he's averaged like 27 points over the last couple games and he came out inspired in this one i thought you were about to say the full season i was like no not full season (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) last couple games yeah and sexland darius garland colin sexton you said you might like to see a trade package involving darius garland and javel mcgee we'll get into that after the segment but now you had the opportunity to actually watch them play watch jared allen play watch what it looks like to have a real big man on the interior getting foul calls getting rebounds getting offensive rebounds is this still a move or not necessarily is it a move that you'd want to make does it make you say yes indeed an interior score that's that is what the raptors need to move forward yeah well i want an interior guy norman pell i don't want to give up People, as many times as I said it in the last video, we no one want, we don't want to trade Norman Powell. It's just a report that came out, but we have to concoct these trades, figure out what's the best one if he is getting moved. And I and the the trade that you just mentioned, Garland and McGee, that would be probably my favorite return out of all the trades I made in the previous video. But in the previous, I don't think that's going to happen. Garland, he's such an essential piece for the Cavaliers. I actually threw in a Coro in the video yesterday, who oh. is uh, is still a young prospect, still intriguing, but certainly isn't at the level of value of Garland. Now, if they offer Garland and McGee, I'm taking that as soon as they send it, even though I don't want to trade Norman Pell, but like that's a, my favorite deal for Norman Pell, if that logic You just added correctly. 20 negative comments to the comment section there. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that is what it is but uh it's a uh, it's tough i don't want to trade dorman powell i don't even know if i'd be happy with that deal but out of all the ones that are proposed out of all the ones we've concocted that would be one of my favorite runs but Riker, we're gonna we'll save all this for the alarm let's swing it straight into the spicy p lay of the day and the spicy p lay one awesome it's sponsored right now so Riker's got Do I it have it on, the, on the middle of the it's, screen it's popped up there yes sir it's kind of there Jungle Spice Roja, you can check out the promo code to order your own there down in the description. It is by far, I'm a huge hot sauce bluff, buff, buff, 
I'm a hot sauce buff, <laughs> hot ones. And I'm saying I'm making my my pull, my promotion to have Pascal Siakam eventually come and take a dab of this hot sauce. I love the stuff. Pascal Siakam was not the guy who won the spicy P light tonight. It goes to a collection of OG dunks and handles tonight, Ben. Mm-hmm. We we wanted him to have improved ball handling this season. And he had a couple times where he pulled Jared Allen out at the perimeter, gets past him, you know, drip pump fake, dunks. I I'm stuttering for my words. It was just a masterclass of just simple fundamental basketball athleticism. Look great out there. Look, look very good. Mm. Looks, looks as good as, as much as you're enjoying the hot sauce. We're both kind of stumbling on this, but yeah, OG Ananobi, he's our guy. And I think the one theme from looking at Reddit, looking at Twitter, looking at our comment section, Riker, he's the one guy that I think people are cool with. Even though he's been injured, even though he's been in and out of the lineup, he's the one guy that I think everyone's saying, okay, whatever we do, regardless of whatever's happened, do not trade OG. He's a key key to this team. And again, you look great tonight. He's still coming back from uh, health and safety protocols. So he's the one that's been most consistent, even without the handle. And it certainly looked better as of late, but uh, and leading into the stretch where all those guys were out, uh, it was looking really good. And now he's picked up right where he left off so shout out to OG Ananobi but not all plays can be the spicy play of the day and some just make you say oh geez and tonight they're the the OGs to me you you got you got the are you pulling it out or I was going I have the wrong shirt there I have the wrong shirt (laughs) I thought you're gonna dust off the the merch we got but uh it's got to go to the Raptors at the end of this game you're pulling it out but uh the OGs I just got the the normal logo Got the normal logo, but the it's got to go to the end of the game because the, the team was down by 22, and, you know, there's a certain peace people find when you're bad. You just accept it. You're like, Riker, you know, you and I can text and be like, oh, I'm excited to watch Suggs or whoever's in the, the NCAA tomorrow. I'm excited for us to tank, and Baines could be the tank commander and all the fun segments we can have. You know, you just you enjoy that solitude of, of being a loser. But then the Raptors come back and they they cheer you up a little bit again. They say, oh, no, we're going to come back and we're going to beat the Cavs. And then you get flashbacks like like Vietnam, Kawhi Leonard, you know, making these these runs at the end of playoff games. And you you see OG Ananobi and Stanley Johnson out there on the court thinking it's Kawhi. You bring it to within 10, you bring it to within six, and then your heart gets broken again, Riker. The the end of the game made me say, oh, geez. (laughs) <laughs> my gold star award, my Demari Carroll gold star award for, for just bad memories is you saying, is you reminiscing on Kawhi Leonard and those days are gone. We need to move on. We need to look he's here. forward, Ben, he's here. I don't know not behind. We no. need to look, we need to move past Kawhi Leonard. And I think it's about time that I can say this with confidence is you say you don't want to trade Norman Powell. I say, I also don't want to trade Norman Powell. I'm open to trading Norman Powell. I don't want to actively trade him. I do want to trade Kyle Lowry. And I don't think that you have the same opinion, but I do want to trade Kyle Lowry. And what made me understand that I 100% would commit to trading Kyle Lowry is that the game was within five points, seven points or five points. I think there was 45 seconds left. It was close enough to get a good shot, to hit a three maybe, to bring it close, maybe win. The shot possession was... A post-up fadeaway, Kyle Lowry over Jared Allen, the Cavaliers' best shot blocker. And I said, he doesn't care anymore. 
He just doesn't care. And yeah, that's yeah, his shot, though. That's his shot. I'm not going to take this. And but... if he had to have hit it, I obviously wouldn't be roasting him <laughs> for it right now. But the simple fact is, you're not re-signing Kyle Lowry next season. You're not re-signing him. Yeah. He's in his free agency. He's 35 years old. There's teams that want him. You can get value back for a guy who you don't even, you're probably not going to re-sign. So why are you just going to play out this disastrous 10 for 11 over the past 11 game season with Kyle Lowry, just because he's the Raptors go put him into a better position, put him into a win now position, you know, celebrate him as being the man, the goat and get something back for him. That's where I'm at right now, Ben, give me a gold star for saying that, but that's where I'm at. Riker. I've come to accept it. I've come to, you can see my soul just ripped out of my body on camera. I kept my face on the screen while you talked there, but I think I agree with you. I've been anti-Kyle Lowry trade for the longest of times, but for all the points we brought up early in this video, I... And it's not that I want Lowry moved. It's not that I'm like, he's a cancer to the team, he's a this, he's a that. Even though, obviously, he's better suited on a better team. That's just his role. That's especially where he's at in his career right now. But... You need if he's gonna walk because he's gonna leave. He he doesn't want to be on a on a rebuilding roster or something like that next season. Even though I don't think that's where we'll be next year. I'm sure Siakam will bounce back. Masai will make moves or Bobby Webster, whoever's really here at that point. But we can get assets back for Kyle Lowry. PJ Tucker just went for a first round pick and a young player. That's PJ Tucker. He looked Two washed players. this. Yeah, he looked washed this season. Kyle Lowry is ten times the player PJ Tucker is right now. So I'm sure we could get something back. So. That's why I'm on board, but this is, and before we fully go out into the, the trades to really have fun at the end of this video, I, I want to throw a second Damari Carroll gold star, because we, you know, we had the, I just had, I forgot about it at, right right after the rant, as in my sadness, drowning in my sorrows, but it's got to go to the announcers. For the past three weeks, for the past month, all I've been hearing at the end of games, and it's, it's their go-to line whenever the Raptors are playing trash. And obviously, they're paid by the Raptors. They can't come out and say, oh, Siakam is playing horrific. All this sort of stuff. Fair enough, right? That is what it is. But stop saying, oh, they just look fatigued right now. Oh, they just look exhausted. Oh, Oh, Patrick McCall, he's a bench guy. He's a bench guy, but like you could tell he's just, he's holding his legs out there. Patrick (laughs) McCaw has not played in three years. He is not tired right like chill right stop this we've had Thank we've you. had days of rest it's <laughs> stop this madness and leo was on to say because it's been jack armstrong mostly and i love now i love our broadcasters i'm not throwing them under the bus or anything like that but yeah when we're bad just say you know it's a tough night for the raptors it's a tough look we don't have it here tonight say something like that just don't go oh they're huffing and gussing <laughs> Oh it's my so god, you, you can see Larry so holding true. his shorts. What are we going to do? He's tired. He's played seven minutes so far in this game. Like, <laughs> oh, Stop, <man>. please. <laughs> you are so right. You are so right. You are so right. And I said that last time too. You called me a ref apologist, which is hilarious because people picked up on it. 
But I said that's just another excuse. That's just another excuse. But the fatigue one really and Ben, it's gonna be rampant next game against the Houston Rockets. You just get ready for when we're down twenty galore. against the, the Houston Rockets who have lost twenty straight. When we're down thirty and Christian Wood is putting up a forty piece on on our Stanley Johnson five foot four center. When Christian Wood is dropping all these buckets, I guarantee you Jack Armstrong will be a well, surely they're tired. <laughs> we have they're Utah. Tired. We have Utah on the court. We we're gonna call up Ellenson. I don't even know if he's still on the roster. They haven't played in a minute, and then they're gonna just come out. I'm. You know what? I'm done. I'm not slandering the buys anymore. But they just gotta chill on that. Riker, you know what time I'm, it is. I know what time it is. Play the segment. That's right. The final alarm has gone off, and we want to hear from your guy, you guys. I'm sure we've seen. I've been creeping the chat as we've gone along. I've seen a lot of takes. Someone just mentioned. I apologize. I think it's Ronnie Penn. Yeah, Ronnie Penn said. We should sign the great call Leah Center. Riker, who's a, a, a seven foot <laughs> giant you'd like to that. see <laughs> you'd like to see a sign. Oh man, that's so funny. Well, this is the worst thing now, is that eleven games ago, before we were on a ten and eleven skid, the Raptors would have been potentially competitive in the buyout market, right? Mm-hmm, you yeah. you hear the names Demarcus Cousin, you hear Andre Drummond. Now, of course, teams the bigger markets the more championship style contenders because they have the superstars such as lakers and nets yeah they might have more sway but the raptors were in the mix if they were willing to be now Mm -hmm. they're not they're not so So, you're not winning any buyout market mm -hmm. and you got to make a trade and this is where eventually obviously this chat is going to turn into well what trades would you do or are you keeping the same team giving up kyle lowry for nothing at the end of this season eating up your cap space by re-signing norm and having running it back with this exact same squad that is currently worse than pre DeMar DeRozan Toronto Raptors, right? Yeah. That's what everybody's we, saying. We Don't are worse trade. than the Lowry, DeMar, DeMar I. Carroll, uh, Patty P. Louis Scolabiz, like that. It's not even close. Not even close. We're yeah. way worse. Yeah. And, I, and I agree. We're not actively saying that the Raptors should trade Norman Powell. We're saying if there's a trade scenario with Norman Powell, you would do it because if you're saying run it back, eat your cap space to have this exact same team, where's the improvement? Where's the room for improvement, right? Where is the prospects? Where's the talent that you're going to develop? It's not there. So any big man, literally any big man is a big man that I would seek to acquire by trade with Stanley Johnson, Terrence Davis, Kyle Lowry, Norm Powell. I'd put anybody on the block to start looking at, well, what are our options as the Toronto Raptors moving forward if we know we're not going to get any better? Well, Riker, I saw the big show. I forgot the name that said it. We have, we've had a lot of chats going off in the past 30 seconds. Another name that's thrown out there, Miles Turner. I've seen it from, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Dynasty says trade Siakam for Miles Turner. I've seen Norman Powell for Miles Turner. I apologize if I missed missing the names, but I don't think I do either, though. Siakam, I don't want to trade Siakam right now. And someone asked as well. I'm, I'm trying to catch the names. I apologize, guys. I'm tr- we're trying to get better at that. But Pascal Siakam, I don't want to trade him right now because his value is low. He is a guy that his va- trade value is the lowest it will ever be in his career, right? He has a big contract. He's been underperforming. He's coming off the bubble and we know what Siakam does after long seasons of 
being able to train, go with Rico Hines. He didn't have that opportunity last year or in between the bubbles. So I feel like Siakam will be fine next season, and you'd hope he would, but you don't trade a guy on that contract with just at his lowest value. So I don't think, unless you're getting a star, unless you're getting a, a nice a nice piece back, you have Carl, Carl Anthony Towns, Zane Kahn, uh, I always see him in the chat. Shout out, shout out to Zane. He says for Cat, yes, you trade Siakam for Cat, but not not a big name. You don't want to move him. Are you in agreement? You'd Riker? want you'd want to have Siakam on the team if you're trading for Carl Anthony Towns. Again, the ideal trade for Carl Anthony Towns is Lowry plus Norm, right? But Siakam because Siakam's a fantastic second man. Yeah, that's he's a true. fantastic that's second option. And so if you have him, he can be the perimeter player that he wants to be. He clearly doesn't love playing down the post, although he thrives in the post up, right? Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns could be that guy. You put him down the low block. Now Pascal Siakam, he gets to be more of a slasher like he was two seasons ago. That's an ideal situation. I don't, I don't know if I trade Siakam for Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. See, like, I, I do it for Towns just because I think Towns is a little bit of a, a level above Siakam and is a natural center and those sorts of things. I think OG, Norm, they'd complement him very well. But again, it's uh, Siakam is less injury prone. And as you mentioned, he's a phenomenal second option. I think he can get to that first option, but he needs to improve. He's not there right now. So that's that's the point. I'm seeing some Stinky Pinky. I'm seeing some Tingus Pingus. We have talked a lot about Stinky Pinky, Tingus Pingus. If you want more, uh, Kristaps, for people that don't know, Kristaps Porzingis, that's, those are his nicknames. If you want some of that talk, you can watch any of our previous videos. We won't dive into him too much now. But uh, as soon as the rumors come on the, on the boat, we'll talk about him. Uh, course of action, yeah, Carl Car Anthony Towns, people have brought him up a lot. Do you think we go all out with the tank? I'm seeing uh, Fatty Sarah Banham. The the chat's going too fast. Fade for K. Do you think that's like in within reason right now? We could get one of those top picks because with the updated lottery odds, it's definitely possible that if we're uh you know because I think we're tied for seventh last currently in the league. If we get to the fifth worst, fourth worst. We have pretty decent odds of getting a top three pick. I think we're the fifth. We're, oh, no, because we're 11th in the East. We'd be 13th in the West. So, yeah, you're probably right. Seventh mm -hmm. last. This is the issue, too, though. If you go too far low, you also have the risk of not getting that draft pick as well, right? So I, I, I think you made the correct call that the Raptors, just by accident, might find themselves in a situation where they're they're going to be tanking, right? Yep. Because they're still trying to clearly win these games. They're just not putting together good sets. The energy isn't there. And eventually, you know, you start losing against the Cavaliers, Pistons, Timberwolves, and now maybe probably the Houston Rockets. And even if you start winning again, you're not going to come back. Like it'll be yep. a quick first round exit, whatever. So um, I, I don't think that you need to do anything different to win a lottery pick yep. because their current trajectory has them not making the playoffs anyways. Yeah, and by tanking, I mean mostly... Trade Kyle Lowry, because that would help in a tank, as obviously he's a win-now guy. And maybe rest people throughout the end of the season. But don't trade more assets than that. Don't trade more assets than you have to. If you can trade high on Norm and get something really nice back, maybe a bunch of young prospects or a haul, like four first-round picks or something like that, maybe you think about it. But that yeah. is what it is. Iceman, like Gervin, he's uh, brought up a couple times Siakam for Wiggins. What are your thoughts on that? I'm in the no. same boat. I don't want to do that deal, but no. I, you know, Wiggins has been nice. He dropped 40, 41 the other day. I want to, I've remained on Wiggins Island. I've been a silent uh, inhabitor of that island for a, a while, so I'm happy he's doing well. But uh, Stanley was smiling in the fourth quarter. You know, Stanley's always smiling. He's rocking out. Uh, I, I've seen Bull Bull. 
here a lot. Would you like to trade for Bol Bol? No, why do we need two Chris Boucher's on the same team? <laughs> Yo, two Boucher's is better than one Boucher, bro. <laughs> Get them. We they have, both have five Boucher's. Shot, shot. <laughs> very long, very wiry guys. Jamal Murray. They just get so ridiculous. I love how we have practical, reasonable trades that measure the market value of our players and say, what can we reasonably expect to get in return? And people flame us for saying, oh, you're proposing the most ridiculous stuff I'd never accept. And then, but the responses like that people actually propose is Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins. It's so dumb. No, like, no, I, I, res- on, no, I respect people throwing their stuff in the chat. I, I'm not going to flame. I respect us people criticizing us, but again, I, I do agree. I think our trades are pretty solid. They're good memes. Uh, I also saw one deal, because uh, I brought up the Turner, or sorry, the, the what's his name, who just came back, Mitchell Robinson and uh, Frank Nilakina on the Knicks for Norman Powell mm-hmm. if that deal were to go down. And obviously, like yeah, I'm not a fan of that, but I saw it actually proposed on a Knicks subreddit. I was creeping the other team subreddits and consensus said that they would not trade Mitchell Robinson for Norman Powell and they had his stats Ooh. up and all that. So that was a that was just something I wanted they to. They wouldn't throw. even trade Mitchell Robinson for Norman Powell. Yeah, so I uh so That's I wanted to, wild. Yeah, I wanted to throw that out to the chat. I disagree I think that would be stupid for the Knicks to not do that. They could get a center. They could maybe make a move for Drummond if they needed a replacement at center because his value is really low. They could get a level a guy at the level of Norman Powell. That'd be a, a haul for them. But uh just wanted to to throw that insight out there. I see JaVale McGee, Rashawn Holmes. Obviously, you're not giving up Norman Powell or Lowry straight up for either of those guys. But Rashawn Holmes has been really strong this season. He's been very quietly having a monster year. You be interested in either of those guys? Yeah, but these are guys that I'd trade, I'd trade Stanley Johnson for, right? Yeah. These are deep bench players that I'd shuffle in the second round pick, say, to get players like this in return. Yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, re-signed Powell. This is one thing I also wanted to talk uh, about. And Noah's been spamming uh, Lowry for Bam and a bio. That's not gonna happen, Noah. Stop, stop that spam. You know, we, I, I don't mind you sending people sending him a couple messages right in a row, but don't be spamming too much. But uh, the Norman Powell one, right? Do you think what do you think his bag's gonna be at the end of the season? Because I looked at the stats record. He's shooting close to forty-five percent from three right now on the season. That's that's a ridiculous number for the volume. He's shooting about seven a game. For the fact that he can drive, he can finish, he can do all those sorts of things. Is he going to make more than and then uh, Fred VanVleet? That's the question. That's yeah. the question. And you're telling me that you can't trade him because he's the best player. You want to re-sign him even to the cap space, which they can because yeah. they have bird rights on him. So they have the salary. Uh, the and hard we didn't cap sign Ibaka, so we have the 2021 money. <laughs> Right, and we're losing that thirty million from Kyle Lowry, who's inevitably going to leave the Toronto Raptors in free agency. Because why would he stay on this bottom feeder team? I wouldn't hate to resign. I wouldn't want him to walk. I would obviously yeah. resign Norman Powell. The issue is, like, you're you're really hurting your ability to add any depth to this team. Now, when you reintroduce fans, when you go back to Canada in the Scotiabank Arena, maybe this team that sucks turns into a team that's a playoff team once again. I just don't think that they're a championship team. Obviously, they're 11th in the East right now. You know, Siakam comes back, we get a home court. But, uh, yeah, obviously things need to happen before we turn into a, a contender again. I don't think 
it has to be a drastic overhaul. I think this core is good enough to a point where you could be a top upper echelon team in the Eastern Conference. But again, it's a weird season. We don't have a home court. Uh, the Raptors have even come out and said that they're, or Michael Grange in that podcast, he is apparently the Raptors are saying they understand it's a lost season this year, not being in Toronto. If you did make the playoffs, they wouldn't make that much playoff revenue. So they're probably looking at it as a way to retool the year, figure out what happens. They have cap space at the end of the year. So it's a it's it's a time where the Raptors can really piece things together. But Riker, we're going to have a lot of... Uh, a lot of time to speculate and talk about things and we really enjoyed going in the chat and uh speaking to you guys lots of fun stuff but uh raptors fans it's gonna be an interesting time i think tomorrow's podcast i'm hyping it up right now tomorrow if we win we're back you know we we get a win we we lose it is what it is right no if like, we, we were no, not back no 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 but, but like but, man, no but not back but not not that we're back back, but we're back, we've won, right? It's exciting. We've won a game. Everyone loves it when the Raptors win. But if we lose, that's when it's tank mode. That's when we we get the tank commanders out. So be here. Subscribe to the Raptors Digest. I've I've been plugging it. I pressed the button there. We're on the road to 20k subscribers. You see Lowry driving that car. He's driving us home. Hopefully, we get to 20k before he gets traded. But we'd really appreciate it if everyone subscribed. Get into the like section. Right, really helps us out. We haven't really right. We we got to get back on our our plug in plugging of the likes. So uh, shout out Christopher Christopher Fungi, telling people to hit the like section. We'd really uh we'd really appreciate it. You know we uh we got it. People are roasting me for saying we're back. I'm saying we're back winning. I'm not saying we're back team. I'm gonna get flamed for that. I deserve to get flamed for that. But uh you know all you guys are the best. We really appreciate. Obviously it's a tougher season. So Riker and I were talking and we just wanna. Give a shout out to all of you for supporting the podcast through the lowest of lows. The bandwagon is empty right now in terms of Raptors fandom. So you guys are the diehards. So you guys are the ones that deserve all the the hype, all the, the promise when we get back to the top. Ben, you and I, you and I, plus the 200 people or one, I'm not in the chat right now. And the 4,000 that'll watch this total. We are the last 4,000 Toronto Raptors fans out there right now, I would imagine. So Let's stick through this. We'll get through it together. We will We will lift everyone up, keep everyone entertained, maybe even happy. We will get through this. For sure. So you guys are the best for Make This Fair. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. The TikTok. TikTok's been popping. We got interviews. We got all this crazy content going up over there. Uh, Raptorsdigest.ca for some articles, new stuff. Trade rumors around the corner, so definitely check that out. But Riker, do you have any last words?